2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald's. Whilst we do want to wish everyone festive cheer, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and all that, some sad news to start off with. Really awful, uh, coming from AEW, terrible news about the the passing of Brodie Lee, which you can see, Damon, just by the the outpouring of, of grief and tributes from everyone across the board, across all different promotions, in Japan, in the States everywhere else that this was genuinely one of wrestling's good guys and was just universally loved by all and is going to be greatly missed.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the, everything that I've seen online, I've never met them. Um, but everything that you see, and just like you said, across multiple promotions, um, has been just, uh, unbelievably positive and great and talking about how more that, you know, more than the wrestling that his family life, um, I didn't know he was a big Maple Leafs fan too. Uh, it, it it was heartbreaking, and I and you know for for all the times that we kind of like to turn the screws to AEW, I I did watch that show last night, and it was just an outstanding, outstanding, tear jerking, uh, heart wrenching, um, yet wonderful positive loving tribute to the man um and they hit a home run with it and they i don't know how you you do it any better um just as ter- just a i you know i i don't know it just makes you f- appreciate the things that you have i guess and and the things that you, and and every day that you wake up um because nothing's guaranteed—that's for sure. So, just heart, just heartbreaking. But that, but that tribute is pretty nice. And, and again, it, it 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 extends across multiple promotions. And um, we've even heard some whispers—that uh, not even whispers—but we've even heard that um, New Japan will have a nice little um, piece for him. So, um, good, good on, good on pro wrestling. Um, you know, pro wrestler pro wrestling sometimes gets a bad rap. Um, but pro wrestlers do stick together and this industry has it really breeds an a a stick stick togetherness, if that's the word I'm looking for. Um and in situations like this they come together and uh thank God for that.
2: Yep, here, here. And you know, it's that time of the year where you have to you know, take stock of what you have and be thankful to have your, your friends, your loved ones, your family close to you and make the most of that. So on that note, Damien, how was your Christmas? And, and you got any plans for New Year's? Well, Christmas was great. The Beef Wellington was wonderful.
3: <laughs> it was a success. Uh, fantastic. We did a great job. And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was um, – we kind of went back to what we did before, earlier uh, in um, our relationship Uh, you know, Christmas Eve with the gifts and then chilling on Christmas day, uh, eating a lot and for New Year's, no, I mean, we don't really do the party thing on New Year's. Um, we'll be home, we'll, we'll, we'll get some sushi, we'll get some Chinese food. We'll, uh, we'll see how late we can stay (laughs) up and, uh, yeah, hopefully like I said, I just, I know the joke is, oh, you rip the calendar, everything changes, and it does, really doesn't. We get it, but it's, I think, for everyone just to be able to rip up that piece of paper, light it on fire, do whatever you want to do ceremoniously to 2020. Um, do it. Do whatever you feel is necessary. Um, and let's
2: hope for a better 2021. One suggestion, if you're getting Japanese foods, have some soba noodles because that's the tradition in Japan on New Year's Eve to uh, have soba. So I had that last year. My my Japanese friend took me to a lovely soba restaurant and we had it again today. It was very, very busy, actually. All the soba restaurants were jam-packed. Obviously, there's a big Japanese contingent living in Bangkok, but we managed to get a table somewhere. We had some wonderful soba noodles. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, recommend that. It's uh, just a nice little... It's, it's like you know, traveling to different places. I like sort of picking up little cultural tidbits. Because I'm not really a New Year's person, but eating noodles on New Year's, that is definitely a tradition I can certainly get behind. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, moving on with, with the show, uh, a couple of plugs I want to do first. Right. Uh, our year-end awards, which I'm almost about ready to close the door on. I'd say I'll give it, what, another 24 hours? Okay. And then I will... Shut the door on that. We've got a really good response so far. We have a lot more than we did last year. We've got 528 at the moment, which I'm pretty chuffed with. So if you haven't done it yet, please hit pause, get your picks in right now because there's not much time left. And also, I want to give a plug for the Voices of Wrestling End of Year New Japan 2020 ebook. And I wrote a piece on the Hiromi Takahashi versus El Desperado feud, which is front and center in the book. You got your foreword by John Moxie, little words from Rich Cretch, and then bang, oh, wow. straight up front, Joel Abraham with his piece, "What We Do in the Shadows." I think that's what it's called, anyway. <laughs> but right where it fucking should be, because I am, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't need to pretend to be humble, Dave. Ralph I'm. No. I'm I'm the man. Yeah. You know, this is what people are putting down the money for. So you can put your money down for the excellent piece that I've written there. And there's some other good stuff in there. I mean, I haven't read the whole thing. I mean, there might be some absolute trash articles in there. I'm sure there wouldn't be, but, you know, I can't speak for the quality of the whole book. But I know a great deal of hard work has gone into it. So please do uh, throw some money towards it because that means some of that money will go to me. Yes. I like money. Money's good. I deserve it. You do. You do. I, I always say that you
3: write like I wish I could. Um, and they're they're thought provoking and they're well researched and um, you support arguments with uh, facts, not only opinion. I, I love I love when you write a nice, long, lengthy piece. There is no doubt about it. That there is nothing more that I appreciate than a that a Joel Abraham. Uh, written piece, and I wish you would do more, uh, time permitting, of course. Um, I also want to just say before we hop in, I know this year has been challenging for a lot of people, and um, this has been a just crazy year. Uh, we got a little gift at the end of this show. We're going to do it at the end of the show, right? Right, right, Joel?
2: Yeah, because if we put it at the front, people are just going to turn off, right? Right. <laughs> to just delete the episode, unsubscribe, and that'll right. be the end of it. Right, right, right. You're going to have to listen to
3: us a little bit, you fuckers. Uh, at the end of uh, Us and our actually award-winning uh, podcast – I don't know what award we're winning, but uh, – at the end of Us is uh, an absolutely outstanding – once again, the annual tradition with Kevin Kelly – um, who is just such a top-notch guy, um, makes time for us, quarantined in his hotel, um, but makes time for us every year when we talk Wrestle Kingdom, when we talk the state of New Japan. And I know that you've heard a lot of them, but um, to have uh, us three kind of chucking the questions his way, and he's honest, and he is funny, and he is... Uh, uh, again, it is always such a pleasure having that. Um, so there's a little gift from us to you, the listeners. And also, uh, we. And I, and I, I don't want to speak for Joel, but I think he feels the same. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for sticking around with us. Um, and again, all of sports, if New Japan Pro Wrestling is included in that. It's been a weird year. It's been an odd year. And I know a lot of people... Uh, use podcasts as as kind of an escape from reality just for a couple minutes. And if we were able to help you in your New Japan fandom, that's awesome. But maybe even more so if we were able, maybe able to make you laugh for a second, uh, have you enjoy 15 minutes of your day, an hour of your day, great. Uh, and hopefully we put a smile on your face so uh, and entertained you. So thank you for sticking around with us and uh, keep it coming in 21.
2: I oh, know I keep saying it but that episode 97 of our podcast that is that is the king is gold. of the, the COVID era that is our great gift to society so absolute shit year but we got episode 97 out of it so there you go you can have that one for free um, okay now this is going to be our Wrestle Kingdom 15 preview podcast but I do want to preface this with a question from Steel O'Neill who says I don't know if you've recorded yet but those new COVID case numbers in Tokyo look really bad so they got a plus 1,300 which is I think might be a record high or up there for a single day uh, what is your 100% self-indulgent backup plan if Wrestle Kingdom is cancelled apart from a two-day tantric tug because <laughs> that was going to be it <laughs> just fyi <laughs> why can't it be the why, what's wrong with that
3: <laughs> uh, right i'm doing that anyway just to be clear um I, what would be my bad if they canceled those fuck and again they're, they're not canceling the shows but if they did
2: well we don't know that they might uh, who knows do you think they will if they did if they did you can end the podcast now thanks very much for listening <laughs> <laughs> see you in a month. <laughs> Exactly. Listen, uh, we we had we have a podcast where we break down an entire new Japan Cup that never happened. So, yeah. There is precedent <laughs> for stuff going wrong. So, I'm not ready to you know put the super Cars gun to my head and say Wrestle kingdom's definitely going ahead we don't know but let's uh let's assume that it does all right
3: we are assuming and and sending out the positive vibes that it does uh if it does not what would what, because what, 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 I gotta here's the thing I gotta completely adjust my my body clock to watch these shows live um hmm I' I, I mean I would just go back to bed and just try to make it normal. I, like I took off all week. I'm on a holiday all week, and it's mostly to, for these shows. Um, oh boy, that would that would really suck. Again, I don't even want, I don't even want to I don't even want to think it. Uh, these shows are please 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 going on. But yeah, I did see the news about it's bad everywhere. It's ba- it's the it's the worst it's ever been in the United States, Joel. It's the worst from it's worse than the springtime. Um, it's scary, man. It's fucked up. Uh whew. oh boy! I, I did wait. To, my my favorite part is, uh, my, and I put it in air quotes. Is if we distributed the vaccines at the current pace that we're at, it would be like ten years before we were able to vaccinate the you know, the citizens. I found that to be unbelievable. Ten years at the current pace. What the fuck? What The fuck? Uh. <laughs> thank god for pro wrestling save us please
2: yeah let's move on to a happier question cola blue says uh, big question is what is your wrestle kingdom 15 snack slash drink combo i'll tell you what i got something that uh my lovely wife bought me for christmas it is a jelly belly chili flavored jelly beans pack so it's like five different types of chili Uh, which is very on brand for me because I love Jelly Belly jelly beans. I like getting all the different flavours. I had a Jelly Belly advent calendar in the run-up to Christmas. And uh, yeah, this one has five different types of chilli. I'm trying to look it up actually so I can tell you exactly what chilies there are. Uh, The hottest one is, of course, my favourite, the Carolina Reaper. So I don't know if we can have some sort of uh, gimmick thing for that for the podcast. That would be good. Um, The other ones are... I'm just trying to look it up now. I think it's important the, rest of the wrestlers Listeners need to know Okay so there's uh, Jalapeno Habanero Cayenne Sriracha And Carolina Reaper So mm. I'm going to be Munching on those And uh, sipping some Iron Brew Which is a Scottish uh, fruit flavoured soft drink. So that's gonna be my snack and drink of choice while I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom. How about you, Damon? Well, first of all, your butt's gonna be on fire, that's for fucking sure afterwards. My anus is made of pure steel. It's titanium <laughs> titanium stick titanium. throughout the years, yes. <laughs> it does not melt under pressure.
3: Wow. Uh it's like a steel drum.
2: You can play fucking tunes. Yeah, it's like someone here at Ishii. just no-sells it and pops up and screams. <laughs>
3: um, I have plenty of beer in the fridge, so I'm, I'm well-stocked. Um, local breweries uh, have been uh, well taken care of this holiday season, let's just say that. Uh, I do have, of course, the monsters to keep me uh, awake. Uh, and an eight ball of cocaine, <laughs> No. um, well, snack wise, that's a good question. I, I mean, we're kind of in this weird spot where we haven't done a lot of, 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 shopping for food, just, just to satisfy individual meals. Right. So we don't have like a lot of shit in the house that I just walk in and snack on. I have a lot of leftovers. So I'm kind of open to suggestions. So if you want to fucking hit Joel on the Twitter box, or if you want to, uh, Join our discussion. I'm sure we have a channel dedicated just to uh, food. We do. I know we do uh, on our Discord. Give me suggestions of snacks for Wrestle Kingdom um, because it's a, it's a clean slate. I can go get – if I can get it in the States, uh, I'll get it. Um, and, and just as a spoiler alert, and you heard it, and it's, and it's recorded, and, and all of our listeners will hear it, Kevin Kelly did
2: promise me strong zeroes. I'm still worried about my Strong Zeros, because I didn't get a chance to drink most of the oh ones God, that Manabu yeah. got for me. So they're in my apartment, and I've, I've started subletting it to one of my colleagues. They're gone. Um, they're gone. <laughs> and he's, he's Japanese as well, oh, like great. Japanese-American, so he knows how delicious they are. I'm, they're sweating fun. on that one, Damon. Yeah, don't, don't even <laughs> worry right. about it. They're done. It's, you, you're not going to see those. Uh, okay, let's get into it then. Wrestle Kingdom 15 in the Tokyo Dome. Fingers crossed. Uh, So we're going to start off Monday, January 4th. So this is uh, kicking off at 4pm. The opening match will be a New Japan Rambo. I believe it's 22, maybe 21 people. And it's going to determine which four wrestlers are going to compete in the following day's KOPW 2021 four-way match. So... We we'll us start off with a question here from Bok. He says, uh, which surprise guest would you like to see walk through the curtain during the Rambo? So any thoughts on surprise guest, Damon? Uh, your expectations for this match? And if you want to maybe give us some predictions, give me four names that you think, well, actually, how's this going to work? I don't understand right. how like a, a Rambo is going to work where there are four winners. Like, I'm sort of hypothesizing about a, a situation where there's someone really dominant in, uh, just for the sake of argument, let's say Badlard Farley, and he comes out and then he's just throwing people out left and right, and then he throws out everyone, and then we get to, like, entrant number 18, and then there's only, like, three more people to come out. They can't come out. Do they, do they just come out? And they're like, yay, we win. It's just, right. like, a, a victory lap for the next three guys to come out. So that would be awesome if they did do that. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, for, let's
3: answer the question. So, surprises, I mean, if it's if you were going to see surprises, they're going to be Japanese-based um, it's not like we're going to be seeing Scott Norton or you know, I don't know whom whomever. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, who was a staple in these. Um, first one without Liger. First one without Liger. And um, I'm
2: glad it's back, Damon. I've missed the Rambo. Me too. It's, it's always good fun for me.
3: It is. I, I like it. It's 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 an easy watch and it's fun and nothing is is you know. It's goofy, but it's... Yeah. I, I, and I do like the idea of who might be coming through the curtain. I do enjoy that. Um, we'll see tons of young lions, right? I, I think that's a definite. Uh, I mean, Fale's in it. Who, I mean, give me, give me the big names that would be in this
2: thing. Do we know? All right. Well, I, I would think just based on the feud that has just finished, Fale and Yano going through mm-hmm. to the four-way would be a safe bet. And then I'm thinking, who else could it be? Maybe a, a junior... Do we want to throw Show in in the mix? Because he's got nothing to do, as far as I know. Uh, Suzuki and then... Suzuki doesn't have anything on the first night, right? There we go. So we got four. We got Fale, Yano, Suzuki,
3: and Show. That sounds fine. That sounds good for me. Do it.
2: Also, uh, there's no never six man gauntlet match, which I'm very upset about. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, really. I mean, I, you know? I I think it's it's a snub to the great work that. Yoshihashi and Goto and Ishii have done with those belts. I hope, I, might, I guess, maybe it'll get added to night two. Maybe they didn't want to sort of spoil things that were going to happen in night one. So maybe, I don't know, I'm twisting myself into the, the proverbial pretzel trying to <laughs> fool myself into thinking it's happening, but it's not announced. And I'm I'm sad, I want my never six-man gauntlet match back, Damon. Maybe I'll do it in Dash. Yeah, I, I want it
3: Dash is a... Is, is, uh... I would lean heavily toward that. Um, I'm just looking at the lineup for night one, right? So, all right, Horomo's not in it. El Phantasmo's not in it. GOD's not in it. Taichi, Zach, Kenta, Kojima. Kojima would have been a definite one in that, you know? He would have definitely been in it. You think Tenzan's in it? You think we're going to see Tenzan in
2: it? Yes, I think so. Tenzan, Nagata, Honma, Makabe, you think you think in the uh, Yuji?
3: You think he's a? Uh, could you see yeah, him slotted in thinking, the four? Actually,
2: the, yeah, his name did pop into my head when we were speculating on possible winners. I'd love to see it, and I do wonder as well with sort of an eye to future schedules um, and events whether we might see one or two retirements coming up this year. But uh, I guess that's another question for later. But I, I'm happy with the four names that we've picked.
3: I think Jay White's in it too, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> if he's got nothing to do, why not? Is Chase still in the States? Or is it in Japan? Chase Owens might be in this thing. He might, yeah.
2: He might be a four. He might be one of the... He, he did real well.
3: Remember the year before? Was it the year before?
2: Yes, yeah. He eliminated a few people in... I think it was yeah. 2018, wasn't it? And he had the five count. Yeah. He was in that gimmick. He might be in that.
3: All right, so... All right, listen, it's... Bushi?
2: Yeah? Um...
3: It's also it's confirmed stardom matches not being broadcasted
2: right that's I I don't know I have not had confirmation on that my understanding is that uh it's still owned by a rival TV station right. uh, so yeah as far as I know they will continue to be dark matches so and I've had a few people tweeting about that saying like oh bushy road should be pushing the products and but it's it doesn't it's it's not their decision right. it's something that is owned by let me find out exactly which company it was because I want to get this right uh, Nippon TV there you go. they own the broadcasting rights for stardom uh, New Japan World is TV Asahi so if New Japan World showed those stardom matches it would be a breach of the stardom Nippon TV deal that's my understanding of it. I could be wrong but uh, if we don't see those starter matches as expected, that will be why. But anyway, those starter matches are on night two. Right. And then somebody would have to be publicly executed if <laughs> because the world would end if that happened. But you know, okay. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Um okay then. Our first match is the best of the super juniors twenty-seven winner versus the super J Cup twenty twenty winner. We will see Romu Takahashi versus El Fantasmo. So I don't want to frame this as Can Hiromu drag El Fantasmo to a good match? Because I think El Fantasmo is a perfectly good wrestler It's just often the gimmick impinges upon my enjoyment of the match right. But he has had some really good matches Like you know the match with Rocky Romero and Best of the Super Juniors He had a really good match with Will Ospreay I want to say, was it last year's something? <laughs> Power Struggle, King of Pro Wrestling, one of those events uh, that I enjoyed. So do you think we get more of the same? Are you expecting a high quality match here between these two junior heavyweights? I feel like they have to, right? I think
3: that's the main reason why they were put first to open, I mean, aside from the Rumble. Um, you know, this is, this is, you need to light a fire on, on a dome show that's going to need, you know, a lot of help in an, in a half empty arena, Um
2: so yeah, they need something to, to, to light the spark. So there's no... There's- be, sorry, uh, less than half empty. I, got, I yeah. did forget to mention, that, of course, these n- new restrictions that said they had to stop. Well, didn't, they didn't have to. They were advised to right. stop selling tickets. So I in terms of numbers, what we're expecting... Um, it's hard to 15, say. 15,000 Yeah, 15 optimistic? was a number...
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's where we were looking at, like 15, right, Joel? And then what night two was a little bit less.
2: Yes, yeah, that would be my prediction. Right. Pastrami sandwich. Uh, no, this is this okay. is just me prognosticating based on uh, last year's ticket sales, and I know that one element of it was they wanted to have the, the potential spike in sales from last Friday, where most. Workers got their paycheck, so they're expecting a bump in sales, and obviously they're losing the walkups, which yeah. is big. But you'd hope that with fans who are sitting on the fence, knowing that the walkups weren't an option, that if they were going to be a walkup fan, that they would realise the walkup wasn't on the table, so they book one in advance. But who knows? But I think, yeah, fifteen thousand w- would be, good. yeah, good. I don't know. I don't want to say good, but anyway, back to uh, ELP versus Hiromu
3: I think it'll be great. I really do. I think it'll be great. Um, I mean, it's it's put there at first for a reason. Uh, I think Hiromu will do everything in his power to to make this a, a spectacular opener, and I even think El Fantasma, you know, will too. So
2: um, while
3: I know on paper, it's a huge
2: spot for El Fantasma, isn't it? Being in the opening singles match at Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, that's that's a huge show of faith in him. Yeah, I, I, and here's this, you know.
3: That expectation, don't think that locker room doesn't peek through the curtain or watch on the monitor to say, okay, what what, what do I got to fucking match or
2: you know, if I want to make a spot or if I want to keep a job or if I want to, mm. you know. Mm. Who's, who's looking at that thinking, that should be me. Why is that not me? You know, thinking people like Show or, or Robbie Eagles or even El Desperado thinking, well, why is this guy getting a spot? So a lot of pressure on Fantasmo.
3: Yeah, a little bit. I would say a little bit. Um, so... Putting them in that spot. Um, I think that's that's a clear indicator of, of what New Japan is expecting. Um like to like to me, to get a fuck finish or tons of interference or you know nonsense in the opening match, boy, I, I would be I would be questioning that move. But I again I don't I don't see that being the case. I just I see this just being a, a balls to the wall, crazy fun you know exciting match and I think I mean there's is there any doubt in your mind that Hiromo wins this?
2: No no, right. no chance of him losing he's got to be on both nights right he's got to yeah. be on both nights okay. Mm-hmm. okay our second match then is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match between the champions Dangerous Techers Saber Jr. and Taichi defending against the World Tag League winners the winners of Destiny Tangala and Tamatonga and I've spoken at length about this hard ceiling that I feel is on Gorillas of Destiny matches. Um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards optimism here. I like the fact that these shows are six matches on the card. It's nice, it's tight, but it also, I feel, gives the matches room to breathe and room for the wrestlers to tell their stories. And Dangerous Techers have been so fantastic uh, in 2020. I cannot imagine that they would accept anything less than... A quality match here. So and, and again, Guerrillas of Destiny, they're in a similar situation where they should be feeling that their place in the roster is under threat because we had what I thought was a really good world tag league and they should be looking over their shoulders at you know the likes of Finjuice or Sanada and Shingo or, or the, the uh, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Khan team. People are coming for them and they shouldn't be taking this for granted. So <laughs> and I, I'm, I don't want to be repeatedly Fooling myself into hoping for great things From Gorillas of Destiny But I'm going to le- lean on the side of optimism here And think that these teams are going to go out And have a, a very good match And the, the dynamics going to be interesting Because as we know Suzuki gonna have traditionally been heels But then you'd think Gorillas of Destiny's Bullet Club heelishness would trump that And it's going to put Dangerous Tekkers As the de facto baby faces So I'm really interested to see the Dynamics in this match, as well as the, the actual quality of it. Um, in terms of who wins, I hope it's Dangerous Techers. Uh, I think there's plenty of interesting challenges for them. Um, I think I'd be quite bummed out if it's a Destiny win. You might be a little sad. I mean,
3: Dangerous Techers have held on to that title for a long time. And it's G.O.D. Um, and they have no problems. As much as we have teams that are breathing down their necks, these guys are are positioned consistently by this company in a very high tag team spot. I would I I would say that we're we're seeing a title change here too. Also, if we wanted to, kind of push that narrative of a Bullet Club issue, um, we would be zero for two so far with Bullet Club if God loses. Back-to-back losses, um, so I think that might play some factor in in some of the booking that goes on. I'm leaning heavily. I think this is a a if I had, you know, if I'm laying down
2: some money, I think we see a tag title change here. Yeah, you do make a, a good argument there. Third match then is the IWGP US heavyweight right to challenge contract with yet another Bullet Club guy. We've got Kenta, the right holder, defending not against Juice Robinson or John Moxley, defending against Satoshi Kojima. So Juice Robinson is injured, is unable to take part in this match. His replacement is Kojima. So what is your feeling towards this change? Do you think it's an upgrade? Because I know people have been a little bit iffy on Juice Robinson since he came back and think that his ability to... Uh, perform is somewhat limited by the clap crowds i i think there is some truth to that but i always expect juice robinson on the big stage to try his best and, and put on a really good match but there's something about Kenta versus kojima which i find really exciting Damon, Me too. what are your thoughts on it here's what you got here's what here's here's if you're sinking your teeth
3: into this match here's what you got You have the opportunity that you didn't have with those other two names that you had mentioned, Moxley and Juice. You have a chance to see a old school Tokyo Dome singles match between two guys who have lived it. That's that's what you're sinking your teeth into, right? You got a guy who has been plopped into a singles match at the Dome. In a building where you know, he's, you know, he's had that spotlight shine very brightly on him. Uh, and this m- arguably will be his last singles match at a Tokyo Dome. You don't think he's going to have his working boots on? You don't think he's going to fucking do everything in his power to make this a great, hard-hitting, old-school, uh, puro-purist type of match? Oh, I think it's a fucking I think it's a definite. I don't th- I don't think uh old school New Japan fans are gonna be upset with this. Um this is this has the makings. Again, if you're if you're in this 2017, 2018, 2009, you might be scratching your head and be like, Oh, this might not be that good. Kojima's old, Kenta uh, dome these two probably Kojima's last singles match in the dome i think this will be i'm going to go so far as to say this will be great uh, and on a card where there's a lot of things that you can get excited about and 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 i don't get a lot of people talking about how this you know, there's not a lot of juice going in and there's not a lot of, of fire. Oh, Get pumped up for this. Get fired up for this. Third match in, we got ourselves a nice little fucking match here that if they give it a little bit of time, could be outstanding, could be excellent. Excellent. Uh, Cause you, think, you know these are two guys who respect each other as well. Yes, that as well. That as well. Because they've been there. They've, they've gone through it I think this will. Joe I think this is I I think this is scary underrated I think this is scary underrated and I think this has the potential to blow the fucking roof off the joint I really honestly do I, I think both guys are going to be fucking pumped I'm pumped you better be pumped because I think this will be great Ken's winning I- though right Kent is winning. And, and here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about the briefcase. I don't give, I don't give two shits about the fucking briefcase. The briefcase, They don't even have to bring the fucking thing to the ring. They can throw it right in the fucking bin on the way. I don't give a shit. I think these two guys are going to fucking put on a show. An old school, puro,
2: pro wrestling show. Also, we're officially saying no. John Moxley appearing at WrestleCupton, correct? Yeah, there's. <laughs> I mean, if he's there, why would they do this? Yeah, if he, if they if they were going to get him, they would be promoting the fuck out of it. So it wouldn't make any business sense if they had him that they wouldn't promote him. And just looking at little things, you know, like the Christmas Day videos, him going for a hike with his misses. that it's I fairly confident that he's not going to be in japan
3: i'll tell you what if he's here if he's there currently sending videos over from japan (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah he opened the yeah if he's there john moxley is without question the most dedicated pro wrestler (laughs) i've ever i've ever laid my eyes on uh because that's that's saying something um, but I, I just ever, all indicators point to no
2: fourth match special singles match Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Great Okan I can't fucking wait for this one Damon I'm so excited uh, I watched the little hype video that New Japan release where it's got footage of Okan uh, yelling and bellowing out these threats to Tanahashi and destroying his knee with a chair as the sun's setting and then it it zooms in on his face letting out that sort of primal howl Ah, man that just that sent chills down my spine I can't wait for this one Uh, I just think that these two guys are going to have a great one I mean I I think this is different to the the Jay White match from 2018 where Jay White it was a brand new character that he was debuting there. The Switchblade Jay White character had never wrestled before, but this Great Okan character has been around for what was it? The summer of 2018 when it first appeared. So he is oozing confidence. Okan, I think he's really impressed me. He's developing his moveset set more. We're seeing more of the sort of grappling, the the sambo, the judo style from him. Uh, I love his promos. I love his fire and his intensity. And Tanahashi as well. A guy, he, he you know, he must have either picked this opponent or at the very least greenlit it. So I think this one's going to be really good. I do too. Um,
3: And I get where people are apprehensive. I mean, this is Tanahashi in the dome and you do expect uh, Okadas and Omegas and Jerichos and, you know, big names. Nakamura's. It's a dome. I get it. And we're like, oh, great, Okan. That seems quick. Or that seems not a good fit. Or that seems, why, what is happening here? I get it. I understand. Trust it. Trust it. Do, here's what you have to, to hang your hat on. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tokyo Dome, does not let you down. Right? Two, we know Tanahashi handpicked this. You know, it's it it, it was probably brought to him. uh, I mean, listen, I don't know how it exactly went down, but Tanahashi's going to have a say. He's going to he this. He doesn't have dome matches without his input. We're going to make stars. We're going to we're going to make stars here, and I think Okan has the tools to at the very least, people, be carried to a great match. And we all know that he has tools that will exceed just being carried to a great match. He's going to have butterflies. He's going to be ready to throw up backstage probably. That's expected. But he has a guy who can get him through the bumps in the road that are going to occur in his first singles match
2: inside the Tokyo Dome. This will be great. How important do you think it is that Okan wins? Because I don't think it is. I think Tamahashi could beat him and he would be absolutely fine. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it'd be
3: fine. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, I think it was Lanza that brought up this on uh, Omikaze, um, John Carroll's podcast. Uh, You know, New Japan has no problem having guys their first match in a big spotlight like this, take the pinfall um, as kind of like a a learning process for uh, that person. But on the other hand, you're looking at Tanahashi who apparently has no problem putting over people and has no problem uh, making stars. I think it could go either way. You could flip a coin and I wouldn't be... Here's the thing. I wouldn't be upset with either of them. And I think that to me... Well, I would think Tanahashi would get the win. I would not be upset if Okan did. And that's what makes the fucking match somewhat even more interesting. Is that you really don't know who's going to win. You don't know where New Japan's head is right now. So that's what that helps, makes it even more interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I I would love it personally if Okan just absolutely destroys him you know, obliterates his knee and gets stretch a stretcher job and Tanahashi's on the shelf for a few weeks following Wrestle Kingdom, I think that would be equally good as well. But if it's a you know very competitive, close match and Tanahashi ends up using his his skills and, and cunning and experience to get one over on this uh young, relatively inexperienced opponent, I'd be okay with that as well. And you know I, I don't even think this needs to be, you know, any sort of classic pro wrestling match. I just think uh it's just a great spot for both guys if they go out there and have a, a really good match, then I'll be satisfied with that. Um, all right, then fifth match is another special singles match because you've got Okada versus Will Osprey. So this will be Ospreay's first singles match since Big Heel Turn in New Japan. So some question marks over whether or not he's going to adapt his style. I mean, he's already changed the entrance music, which I think was a, a good choice. Uh, but, you know, some people are apprehensive, thinking, well, if Osprey's a heel now, does that mean he's going to be doing cheating and interference? I hope not. My, my inkling is, I don't think so, because it seems that they keep that for one faction doing that at any given time. So I think that is the, the bullet club are doing the cheating and the interference. So I don't expect it from Osprey. I, I wouldn't rule it out completely. But um, these two wrestlers, I think, have got really good chemistry. A lot of history together, of course, uh, Okada being the person who brought Osprey into the company after they had that famous match in RevPro. So my expectations are pretty high for this one.
3: Oh, I th- they're they're sky high um, for me. And and here's the thing: it's I don't think they need to have Osprey be the cheating heel guy. I mean, this story it feels like is more of there was a glass ceiling that Osprey couldn't break. So he had to take care of the top guy in that faction and then form his own thing. Um, Can this be a feud? Sure. Can this be a hard-hitting match? Absolutely. But I feel like this is more of I'm better than you as opposed to you fucked me. Um, Even though, you know, he left the faction. Look at where this is placed. You know, this is... I get we do. I don't know if we, if the, this is the official match order.
2: But yes, it is. It, is it, this is it, okay. the co-main
3: event. Yeah. Okay, co-main event then. That's a that's a spot. You know what I mean? That's a spot. We're we're going we're 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 going a long time. Uh, they will have plenty of room to do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, Okada in the fucking dome is not getting ten minutes. Uh, I think this will be great. I really do. I don't care what year it is. I don't care what pandemic is outside those doors. This will be great. Um, And I think expectations are high. But here's, here's what I think too. And I think 2020 has done this. On paper, I think people have a lot of expectations. But I think what 2020 did was really shave off people's expectations of what is going to be great. I, not that they're just happy with good, but going into matches, they're they're okay with good. They just want good. Just to be good. And if you can deliver great, it's it's going to be special. And I know it's fifteen thousand. And I, they're going to try their best to make it sound like there's forty. Will it work? I don't know. I, I don't know. It, Watch the match. Enjoy the match, because I really feel like this will be... To me, this has the the potential to be the match of the two nights. Um, These two guys will will deliver. Um, I guarantee it.
2: And then our main event, the sixth match, IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match. Tetsuya Naito defending against Kota Ibushi. So... These guys have history of having wild, crazy, dangerous matches dropping each other on their heads. Uh, The last time we saw them was at Dominion in 2019. Are you expecting more of the same here? Is this one that you're going to be watching through your fingers, terrified for the the damage these boys are going to inflict on each other? (laughs) Uh,
3: I think the day will go all out as they normally do. That's what they do together. Um, I don't think anyone will change that. And I don't think anyone should change that. Uh, I'm more, this, this, this is the one match where I'm concerned with finishes and I'm concerned with uh, who's, who's going to night two. um, And I do feel that there is a little bit of mystery involved here. Um, In my head, Joel, and, and and I don't want to discredit Ibushi here, but Naito has to go over here, doesn't he? Does he have to? Let me ask you that. Does he have to go over here?
2: No, I think the whole story is building that Ibushi's been underdog. So I think, I mean, he is the the bookie's favourite to be winning. So I think that is the most likely outcome. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm scared about, Damon, is as that clock ticks closer and closer to the 60-minute time limit, with that fear in the back of my mind that it could end in a time limit draw, thus giving us a three-way match on night two. Mm -hmm. Give me a percentage chance of that happening and your thoughts on the possibility oh
3: boy oh boy i mean we only have six matches right we only have six matches plus the, the rumble Whew. you're telling me that these two motherfuckers are going to go 60 and then go another what 35 tomorrow Wow. That's a lot. Of, that, that's a big ask, isn't it? Huh. I can't see that. I, I think somebody's got to win this. And you're saying abushi, huh?
2: Yeah. I would be perfectly happy with either guy. Well, actually, I'd be more happy with Naito winning, but you know, I'm not going to... Cry if uh, Ibushi wins. I think Ibushi is the the clear story here. You know he has a grueling match with Naito. Maybe he's carrying an injury into the the match against Jay White on night two, so makes him an even bigger underdog. Uh, so yeah, I think that is the the chalk pick, the vanilla pick uh, going forward here. Why don't they give it the <laughs> Naito a long
3: run? Why? Tell me why.
2: We want why is... to. Why do you think that's? So necessary here, because I think even a lot of Naito fans are satisfied, if not over the moon, with his run in 2020.
3: What run? He had the title, he lost it, he won it back. Well, I mean, he had it for the majority of the year. What was it, like a month or two? He didn't have it. I don't know. It just... I, I, here's what it does. It does make him a vulnerable
2: champion which makes things a lot more interesting. And that's his whole story, isn't it? He's never been the guy that's been the the dominant champion. Yeah. I mean, that does make things a little bit more interesting because
3: you're right. I feel like it could go either way. Give me percent. You're saying odds favorite Ibushi. Give me a percentage. 80% confident Ibushi
2: moves on? Okay, no, I'm going 60 Ibushi. Hmm. 30 Naito, 10 draw.
3: Wow. I'll tell you what. If they do a draw, if they do a draw, I'll do a fucking cartwheel. <laughs> if they do a draw,
2: a cartwheel out of
3: joy or <laughs> no. frustration or sheer <laughs> madness? <laughs> madness, pure madness. I can't. They're gonna have these. I mean, and they can. They can go an hour. I. I that, that's not. I'm not worried about that per se. I'm more of... They're going to make these guys go a fucking hour and then go another 30-something minutes and do a triple threat match at night two. Whew. That's fucking... We're go, we're starting 2021, just like we ended 2020, for Christ's sake. Uh, boy, I just don't... I, I just don't... I'll go so far as to say I don't want... Do you want that?
2: Would you want that? No, 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 no way. I don't yeah. like multi-man matches I think they can be good but they trend towards being not good when they can contain the usual tropes of one guy having a nap on the outside whilst the other two wrestle in the ring and there's just not a history of them being done well in New Japan the last one that I can remember was King of Pro Wrestling 2018 the Kenny Cody Ibushi three way which I really didn't like at all it was was really goofy and contrived Um, so yeah I hope they don't do it again all right, I'm going with a boosh.
3: I mean, you talked me into it. That's crazy. But then what do you. So Naito just has one night and he's done. He's not working the next night.
2: I guess so, yeah. All right.
3: Lucky him. All right. All right. I forgot to ask
2: you who, who you think is winning Okada Osprey? <sighs> Okada. Yeah, I was just thinking he has a not the best record at Wrestle Kingdom in recent years. I mean, he won on January 4th last year, but he lost on January 5th. He lost to uh Jay White in 2019. So, you know, maybe it's time for him to pick up a win. I don't I, in a way I don't really think it matters who wins that. I just think that nah. this it, that that one is more about Will Ospreay in the Co-Main event at the Tokyo Dome. That's the story there, not the winner of the match. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, let's move on to night two then on January fifth. So we're opening with two Stardom exhibition matches. I don't, with the greatest respect and I'm sure it's going to be really good matches. But if we, if none of us are going to be able to watch to them apart it, right. from people, is is there any point in us discussing them?
3: No, and I think there's people that can probably discuss it better. But um, I will say that it's it, to, and again. I understand business and politics and all that stuff. It's madness to me that these, these matches aren't on. But, uh, yep, that's the world we live in. And uh, we're not going to be able to see them. You, gotta go, you literally have to go out of your way um, and watch them. You know, I guess Stardom will be airing them eventually. I mean, you got to be a pretty hardcore Stardom fan to, to go out of your way to watch dark matches that they're going to give five minutes to. Um. Yeah. Um. It, it 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 should be broadcasted. It's fucking madness. But okay, yeah, that's where we are.
2: And then our first match is the KOPW Twenty Twenty One Four Way Match.
3: Yay! So
2: we uh, we we predicted what, Yano, Farley, Show, and Suzuki. Uh. Who are you tipping to walk away with the KOPW Twenty Twenty One Crown or Trophy? Ah. Uh. Oh, I, I'm okay con- with it being on Yano just my two cents because that, that that lets you know exactly what it is it's it's opening match undercard silliness shenanigans um, so I mean who gives a shit Fale I'll I'm go, I'm go Fale <laughs>
3: congratulations you, you got yourself a trophy
2: alright uh, second match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with Kanemaru and Desperado defending against Master Huato and Ryusuke Taguchi so an interesting one Big spot there for Watto A yeah. big show of faith in him I know it's only a tag match But For a returning young lion He Fair to say hasn't covered himself in glory the, the company are still behind him You know he was pushed I thought fairly strongly In the best of the Super Juniors Got some big wins And now is in a big top match At Wrestle Kingdom Do you think he tastes First Taste of uh, IWGP gold here <laughs> That taste Um <laughs>
3: I do, I, I do. Um, it is it is a decent spot, and New Japan does not give up easily on guys. Um, they they do have patience, probably more patience than we do here in the West. But yeah, I think uh, opening of the show, give them the belts. Um. Hopefully that means we'll see more Despy in a singles role. Maybe challenging for a a junior title. Be nice. Um, And we can go from there. But yeah, I think uh, to open the show, I think that's a nice way to pop the limited crowd, give them the titles. And uh, Watto tastes gold.
2: It's nice to see Canemaro and Desperado get... Uh, a big tag match at Wrestle Kingdom. I know they've been in a three-way before, but I think it's good that they're getting the straight two-on-two match. And uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll get all the time they need. And I'm expecting this one to be really good. That's the thing. Everybody's going to have... All these
3: matches are going to have lots of time to breathe. There's only six matches here. I mean, not including the dark matches. Um, Each of these... This might be like... We might be done... A Wrestle Kingdom in like two and a half hours. It feels like, right? This is, this isn't going to be the four hour marathon Wrestle Kingdoms, right?
2: Yeah, if if the other shows are anything to go by, like uh, the the Summer Struggling Jingu, that was about two and a half hours.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, this might be. We might be. You know, in bed before you know,
3: back in bed before you know it. So, I think it'll give it if they if they give us time to breathe,
2: it might be good. It might that might be good. Third match is the Never Openweight Championship match Shingo Takagi defending against Jeff Cobb Shingo had a really excellent 2020 But I think it is time to put the belt on Jeff Cobb And let's give Empire a bit of shine Give them some gold And I'm expecting Jeff Cobb to win this And I think it's going to be a really good I'm saying this about everything The, the more I go through this card I'm thinking these two shows should be excellent Yeah, They really should be Because they, on paper everything looks good And Shingo versus Jeff Cobb on paper looks really good to me. So I'm expecting uh, Shingo to to do a lot of bumping for Jeff Cobb. You know, we talked about how Jeff Cobb uh, is more enjoyable to watch with a a more dynamic opponent who can fly around the ring for him. And I think Shingo, you know, might not be the the person that jumps on the pace to you as Shingo to be that guy, but he can be. He absolutely can be. And I think he will be in this match. So I'm expecting... um, a very exciting contest between these guys and Jeff Cobb to win
3: yeah I think that's the that's my pick to win um, look you're looking at night two aside from Ishimori and what we're assuming will be Hiromo, this match you're hanging your hat on to, to deliver when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom match quality right I mean that, that this will be this will be your beefy, hard hitting, smack in the face, lots of chops, some clotheslines thrown in there, um, and some great near falls and all all the fun stuff that we enjoy. I think a lot of people are looking at this match, not to give away uh, spoilers, but I know Kevin Kelly's excited for this one, and rightfully so. Uh, Jeff Cobb's going to be excited. He's going to have his fucking working boots on. And Shingo's had an awesome year. And so, and I, you know, look, not that anybody gives a fuck, but Wrestle Kingdom starts the calendar year, man, for, uh, and the wrestling calendar year for lots of people. It's the biggest show of the year. And, and it's, it's, people want to leave a mark and people want to leave an impression. I think these two guys are are set to do that. And night two, they might steal the fucking show.
2: It's a good reward for both men for, for Shingo's year. Of course, he didn't get anything at uh, Wrestle Kingdom last year. And Jeff Cobb, who uh, we believe is newly signed, who's so got a contract put pen to paper with New Japan. Uh, I think good to see them both getting rewarded with a big singles match here. Um, okay, let's move on to the fourth match, special singles match between Evil and Sanada, which... I know A lot of people are not excited about But I want to open up with uh, Andrew who says Now that it's been proven that despite a minority of voices Evil has achieved worldwide acclaim So of course this is a reference to the fact that Evil is the the top selling merchandise With the the global shop for New Japan Which I think is really impressive Considering we hear a lot of criticism Obviously something he's doing is resonating With the the western fan base So people want to wear his merchandise At the very least Um, Okay well well, people also want to wear Van Halen t-shirts
3: you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, the logo is really fucking cool but uh, you know what I mean like I, I understand people buy merch f- because they want to support their favorite wrestler but they people also buy merch because a cool t-shirt is a
2: cool t-shirt well okay that's fair enough but I will say that there is it is evidence that he is of some level of popularity you know we can't talk about attendances obviously because of COVID but Looking at things like, you know, Shoe Pro Awards, um, other awards from fan polls, magazines. We're looking at merchandise sales. Those are the only metrics we've got to judge whether or not evil is a success. And he's ticking all those boxes so far. So right. we've got to give him that.
3: I agree with that. Um, and again, not to beat the dead horse, but people don't hate evil. People... I think unanimously would agree that he is a good worker. Is he great? Okay. Fucking jury's still out there. But a really good worker. People hate the way that he is booked. If evil came out and destroyed people and turned into a fucking monster and and didn't rely on sneaky bullshit, people wouldn't have half the issue with evil. It's not Evil. It's the way he is
2: booked. For Christ's sake. But even then, with all those the the, the metrics that I've just mentioned, the way he's been booked is resonating with people, right? Right. But uh, for for this match itself, then is it it a a piss break for you? You know, you (laughs) know, really. Look, uh, I I tell you, okay. Let let me make one. uh, Sell me on it. I'll try and sell you on it, okay? Evil is in a very similar spot here as Jay White was coming into Wrestle Kingdom, 13. So he is a Bullet Club heel who's been, I want to say, hastily pushed, but has been established in a relatively short period of time as uh, a relative, you know, cowardly heel who's got to cheat to win the big matches. People in the West, at least, are um, doubtful about you know whether or not he should be in that spot in the company. Wrestle Kingdom 13. Jay White went against Kensuke Okada 15 minutes fantastic match pinned him clean as a sheet 1 2 3 in the middle of the ring I'm not saying that needs to happen here or even that it will happen here but if it did if he just goes out and beats Sanada without having to cheat in you know the closing of the match I think that would be a very effective not not probable but possible way that this match could play out that I think would be very interesting mm-hmm. I'm still not buying.
3: And here's why. One, for all the things that you said. So here's evil that's a proven financial commodity uh, when it comes to merch and and you know winning awards and you know, we're assuming that correlates to popularity in Japan. Um if you're new Japan, why would you change if that's the case? Why? Because a bunch of fucking dorks who do podcasts, bitch and moan about evil, being perceived as a cheater. Who gives a fuck? I'm making money. So that gives me no confidence that they would change that up. Two, he's not in the ring with Okada. He's not in the ring with Tanahashi. He's not in the ring with guys who you're comfortable with. He's in the ring with fucking, boring, dry as toast. Sonata.
4: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value And sometimes I do Sometimes I like just opening up cards And saying, hey, look at some random cards or whatever But if you're really in this game to, to find value And find particular cards It sucks to have to buy these mystery packs And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing You know, nothing of value Not with Arena Club Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net, arena club.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
3: Like, wh- I, I, I don't have confidence in it. Now, if they go in there and blow my fucking pants off, great. God bless. I'll be the first person to stand up and give them a round of applause and buy them a drink the next time I see them. I don't think that's going to fucking happen, though. And I, not only do I think that's not going to happen, I have zero confidence in it. And I'll go so far as to say I, I, I've seen it before. I feel like I've seen it before. This has bullshit written all over it. I'm sorry. This does not have classic match written all over it. And if, and if there's going to be a piss break, if there's going to be a Cody Rhodes piss break at Wrestle Kingdom, I think a lot of people looking at this one. I think a lot of... I think the... Here's, here's what I'm going to say. The first time Dick Togo hops up on that fucking apron, look at your Twitter mentions. And look at fucking, you know, your, your timeline. People are going to lose their fucking shit. Don't I,
2: mention me, you listeners. Uh, I don't I'm not interested right. in what you have to say about right, evil versus. Really and not, definitely right, right. don't at me during Wrestle Kingdom because no, I right. could not give less of a shit. Timeline wise, I guess
3: that's what I was trying to say. Um, and let's be let's be truthful here. It's Semi main event. I mean, the junior heavyweight matches is. is is right after the main, but it's still high up there. I don't know. Unless this match was... Like, isn't the placement of this match weird for you?
2: I think this is just one of those things that I've mentioned a million times, is the disconnect between foreign fans and domestic fans. I think for domestic fans, they are into both of these guys, they're into the feud, and this is a match... That they were, are excited about and is in an appropriate spot on the card, but it's just one of those things that most Western fans that we hear from at least are not into. So, are you excited for it? I'm excited for what it could be. If it plays out exactly as you said, if it is the same as their match there in the G1 climax, then no, that would would not interest me. I think if it needs they... to be better than that. Yeah. I, they, I, I'm i encouraged from what I've seen from Sonata that he showed a bit more fire in the, the, the row two. Sh- was it the row two shows? Or no, it was the, uh, the World Tag League final. I was excited by that. At least that showed me some levels to Sonata's performance and some evidence that this match could be different to their G1 match, which was a disappointment. So the, the bar has been set pretty low, I would say. Right. If they walked into
3: the ring, were they with with ping pong ball? Hopper, and said, people, one, we have to get rid of one match. And we're going to choose it at random. And one match is going to be stricken from this card. I'm sorry. We're pressed for time. Whatever fucking fantasy scenario we want to come up with. And they turn on the Hopper. Balls are bouncing. It's pretty hot. Uh, and they draw the match that gets a, like is there any match on these two nights that if they pulled that ping pong ball you would be least okay with than Sonata and evil?
2: Uh <laughs> the KOPW four way count. <laughs> i t- you know what I, I'm more excited for that. You're, excited probably that. Alone, You're probably not alone, David. You're probably not alone with that.
3: More excited for KOPW.
2: How's that? I, I just I'm just I, I'm really desperate for this sonata evil match to be great so i could just <laughs> yeah see a lot of people eating crow and so people will eat fucking it. apologize to both of these guys i, well, I don't think that's likely to happen but
3: yeah i'll open the show next week and i'll fuck i i here's the thing and again we say this a lot i would do anything to have it be great i would fucking do anything i why would i want to sit through something that's that i don't really like why would I, why would anybody do that i want it to be great. Be great. Be great. Please be great. I just don't see say... And, again, I'm going into it like... Alright. And if it's great, I'll be the first to tell you that was fucking great. I don't think I'm going to be doing it.
2: Alright, fifth match is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Taiji Ishimori defending against the winner of the Hiromu ELP match. Again, this is a really big spot for the Junior Heavyweight Championship and I'm delighted that it is in such a big spot being the semi-main event of a Tokyo Dome show. So big thumbs up for that and I think that speaks volumes about the great work that Hiromu has done. Let's be fair. You know, he's he's front and centre of the division despite not being the champion right now. Um, So that is something to celebrate, I think. Uh, I think it is going to be Ishimori versus Hiromu. Do I think Hiromu is going to win? That's a tough one. I would say yes. I think uh, there are lots of interesting potential challenges for Hiromu. People that he uh, uh, lost to in the best of the super juniors. So my pick will be Hiromu Takashi and again, th- these guys have got great chemistry. I think uh, their Jingu match this year was outstanding and that one was qu- relatively brief. That one only went about 15 minutes. Of course, they had a, a truly spectacular best of the super juniors final at Koraku and Hall in 2018. So... Again, my expectations are very high for this. They're going to have all the time that they need. They've got great chemistry. Huge spot here uh, for both the wrestlers and also the championship. This one should be great.
3: It's got all the makings of great. Um, it's got everything aligned to be great in a semi-main event. And you're right, a junior title, man. That, that's, you, you need a guy that can carry that division to make that happen. And he, and listen, let's give some credit to Ishimori too, right? He's he he's well deserving to be in that spot. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a scenario by you though. What if this is Bullet Club Bullet Club?
2: I don't think that's the spot for it. I think there is the potential for that story to be told for El Phantasmo and Ishimori going against each other. Um, I can't rule it out completely. There's a non-zero chance of that happening, but in the semi-main event at the Tokyo Dome, I don't see it. I can't. I can't imagine it. I, re- I really can't. I mean, you're again. We
3: talked about Hiromo. You're you're. You know, he, he's on your Mount Rushmore this year. Um, there's no other junior that has done what Hiromo has done, minus a liger when it comes to importance to a company. Uh, I mean, Tiger Mask in that world. I mean, you know, he's in. He's in that conversation. Hiromo at this point. I can't imagine them putting El Fantasma in that spot. So, yeah, I think Hiromo. I think I, I think Hiromo wins. Now, again, I kind of look at cards, and I kind of see booking, and I kind of see. Okay, we're going to bring the crowd up. We're going to bring the crowd down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I think every pro-wrestling booker does that. And I think every fantasy pro-wrestling booker does that. Hiromo wins the title. Feel-good moment. Everybody's hot. Everybody's great. Are we going to do that again? Main in the main event?
2: All right, we're going straight on then. So sixth match. IWGP heavyweight, IWGP intercontinental double championship match. The winner of Ibushi Naito against the challenger Jay White. I don't think this is the year for it to have the evil, ha ha ha, I tricked you all heel triumphant moment in the middle of the ring. I don't think it's the year for it. I'm going to say no. I think. The winner... I, I'm expecting Ibushi. I'm a, you know, my, my chalk pick is going to be Ibushi versus Jay White. Ibushi finally gets his revenge. He's taken two... No, three right. defeats to Jay White in 2020. Lost to him at Wrestle Kingdom and in the G1 and in the power struggle briefcase defence. So it's all set up there. I cannot imagine him losing for a fourth time. You know, after eating all the shit he ate at, the, at Wrestle Kingdom last year, losing on both nights, I can't see it. I think... It's a feather in Jay White's cap to be put in the main event and I think he he more than deserves it. He looks incredible. I think he's had a a very good 2020 despite limited opportunities given the the COVID situation. I think he's a great foil for Ibushi. I think they've got tremendous chemistry together. I guess there's a question of um, how this match plays out. Do you just see it playing out the the same as their other matches where Jay White is going into his, his cheating bag of tricks at key moments in the match or do you think we might get something different here do you think uh, we might see Jay White showing some levels I think we'll see levels
3: and I think we get a little taste of Jay White maybe uh, like little seeds that I think people will come back to to be like oh remember that moment in that match at, at the dome when we look at Jay White saying. yeah what, when we look at Jay love. White a year from now, yeah.
2: If something like, it won't really fit his personality, but if he said, if he turns around to Ghetto and says, no, you, you go to the back, mate. I, I can beat this guy. He's He's been absolutely destroyed by Night or night one. He's limping, his ankle's fucked, or whatever it is. I can take this guy myself. You, you go and sit in the back. You watch this one backstage. I'm going to beat this guy by myself. Yeah. I mean, it's just
3: something along those lines. It doesn't have to be something to hit you over the head. Now, they could go the other route and hit you over the head and have evil fuck up some kind of potential interference and leading to a a loss um but i think i think the two things that we'll take away from this and again we don't know shit but this is what i'm 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 thinking we're going with is abushi finally gets his wins over jay gets the big boy belt for the first time big moment and again, little seeds of doubt for uh, Bullet Club. Keep in mind, next night, New Year Dash, which is always a little bit of a crazy show at the end, right? Especially at the end, we've seen we've seen changes in dynamics on Dash shows that have reverberated throughout New Japan throughout the year. Uh, maybe this year we'll see something very similar to that
2: all right let me transition that into a next question i'm going to lump a few questions together so we steve says traditionally wrestle kingdom has been the culmination of year-long stories building hype through anticipated blow-off matches whether in the pandemic era do you feel wrestle kingdom 15 is more the beginning of the next wave of stories if so what big stories do you see coming out of it Stu says at Wrestle Kingdom 14, the angles we saw were Kenta attacking Naito at the end of the show to challenge for IWGP Heavyweight and Suzuki picking a fight with Mox that ultimately led to a US Championship match. What angles do you want to see happen at Rest Kingdom 15 that would lead to any future matchups? And Stu says, any prediction for New Year Dash surprises or surprise returns? So with all that stuff in mind, any thoughts about what you think we see going forward? I think surprise returns might be a little tough.
3: Again... Getting people in and out of the country is, is challenging, to say the least. Um, I think, to me, I would love to see some type of Bullet Club Civil War and do it right this time. Um, I think that would be a fun, interesting, uh, and a way to kind of get Jay White an- another level. Uh and 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 make him a little bit more of a well-rounded guy. He can still be a conniving cunt, right? No doubt. But uh, maybe with even a little bit more uh, dynamic range to an already really interesting
2: character. All right. So we're looking at maybe the the seeds of Bullet Club discourse being sown either at Wrestle Kingdom or at New Year Dash. Something along those lines. I think so. I think so. Um,
3: as as for, I mean, you'll have Ibushi uh, as your new world champion. So I think new beginnings, will see some, you know, maybe some seeds planted for that. Um, who that might be is anyone's guess at this point. Uh, you know, is Will Osprey a guy that you would put in that category? Is uh, Okada in that in that class? I'd say, see, Ibushi winning that title what that does to me is it makes some interesting matchups for the early part of the new year. To me that's going to be fun. Yes,
2: yeah, so the match that I do have an eye on that hasn't happened yet and I think feels like it's been protected is Will Osprey against Tetsuya Naito. That's one yeah. we haven't seen before. So I wonder if that is something we're going to see at some point next year on a big stage. Maybe I- Osprey is someone we could see win the New Japan Cup perhaps yeah, who perhaps. knows so a lot of interesting right. possibilities there um, okay uh, Alan says obviously not being able to be at Wrestle Kingdom this year is a disappointment but understandable it's an experience those of us that have been will never forget of course uh, Alan is my, my buddy from the, the Smartcast podcast we went to Wrestle Kingdom 12 together uh, he, and Alan asks all the matches announced for the shows what match are you both most gutted about not being there live for
3: well, yeah, it is. I like this would be, you would probably be leaving or in the next day or two. I would be leaving either today or tomorrow. You know.
2: Yeah, New Year's Eve. I was in Tokyo last year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was flying. Was well, maybe it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day we were flying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it <laughs> it does hit hard. First time in like five years not going. It's gonna suck. Um, hey, hey, I got a bar that's being built, so <laughs> it's pretty it's coming along very nicely. Uh, what match? I think live. If I were completely non-strong zeroed, <laughs> um, Okada, Osprey, um, Shingo, Jeff Cobb. Uh, and even even I think those two those two I would be most
2: excited for yeah I think I would probably say Ibushi Naito which of course is a match that I've seen live uh, twice before actually I saw it at uh, MSG and uh, Dominion the same year in, in 2019 but I think being put on the biggest stage of them all January 4th Wrestle Kingdom Tokyo Dome that one is going to be special so it's a shame we're going to be missing out on that one but um I mean, overall, David. Now that we've gone through the cards, I mean, I know it's sort of crept up on us, Wrestle Kingdom, and it feels like, for obvious reasons, the buzz isn't there that there usually is. But now that we've broken it down, how are you feeling? What's, what's your attitude towards the shows?
3: I'm pumped. I, I gotta be honest with you. I think this this podcast, if if if, and again, we're not New Japan apologists. We're not New Japan. You know, we're not pff, getting a check from them. Uh, but hopefully, we got you a little bit more pumped up, and hopefully, we we kind of shed some light on this card, on these cards, that maybe you didn't see, and maybe a perspective that you didn't notice. I'm excited. Um, I'm more excited now than I was, say, yesterday, or even the day before. Um, look, it's been a hard year. We get it. This is this this. There's a lot of interesting things going on here. And there's a lot of things that, if if they work, could make 2021 a real fun year. Again, everyone, fingers crossed, on their knees, praying to whatever they want to pray to, hoping that 2021 we're back, we're 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 watching shows live, we're we're in the arenas, we're buying tickets, um, we're able to travel, we're able to be there. If so. I think the pro wrestling will be there for you and it's set up on these three nights if we include Dash. So yeah, to answer your question, I'm, I'm, I'm more pumped up whereas I would have been like at a six or a seven. I'm probably at an eight, maybe even a nine. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up and I'm excited to watch some really good pro wrestling uh,
2: and support this company. Me too. Just going through it, seeing on paper, I can't see anything less than getting two stellar nights of wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom always delivers. I've never walked away disappointed from a Wrestle Kingdom, and this year's not going to be any different. And I'm sure when we next speak to each other, Damon, and review these shows, we are going to be hyped. And I'm sure we're going to be getting uh, a lot of fans who maybe have been disinterested in the the latter half of 2020 coming back to the party. And hyped about what is going to be taking place in 2021 in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hello again, everybody. We have a festive treat for you listeners on the Super J Cast today. We are once again joined by the English-speaking voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the great Kevin Kelly. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, how's the hotel quarantine going? You
1: know, it's not too bad, Joel, uh, to be honest. It's not as restrictive as I thought it was going to be. Um... I'm I'm not allowed to leave the little district that I'm in, but I can get out, walk around. I can go, you know, there's a Jonathan's restaurant within walking distance, Lawson's. So, uh, you know, Sukuya. So I have all of my fine dining needs at my disposal.
3: You had a, we'll just call it a a strange year. And I think everyone has as well. Can you talk? Just, just, I, I just want to dive into the head of Kevin Kelly for a moment And, and the year 2020 uh, How difficult has this been for you Not only personally but professionally professionally as well Well, you know, it's funny I
1: was thinking about our conversation last year And the things that were planned And the things that I felt like were going to happen And, and I'm like this, our call this year here at the end of 2020, first of 2021, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, this year was going to be tough to begin with because it was different. We were going to be facing a year where the G1 was moving to the fall. And that was going to just wrinkle the sheet. And you don't quite know, okay, how's that going to work? And what's going to happen post G1 and the road to Wrestle Kingdom? But then, of course, you know, we're shut in and the pandemic happens and everything is uh, really completely turned on its head. Professionally, at first, it was difficult because I was up my wife's ass and (laughs) she wanted me away and I couldn't go anywhere. And (laughs) then we were struggling for content and we were trying to come up with ideas for content and ways to... You know, in, you know, enlighten the fans, entertain the fans, keep them engaged with no idea of when we were going to restart. And then when we were going to restart, obviously it was without English commentary, I was really worried about us regressing in terms of coverage of events. <laughs> but the technology that's available to us now with zoom and. Free software like Audacity and OBS Studios. It made it pretty easy. And then once we got beyond Dominion, we kind of got into a little bit of a groove and a routine with me doing sort of the shows at home by myself. Then, you know, it was time for G1 and Rocky and I were back in our it took us a little bit to get a groove going. But then we were okay. And then it was World Tag League and Super Juniors and it was Gino and it was a little tough to get a groove going. And then we got into it and it was okay. Um, So it was very difficult. It was a lot of fits and starts and, you know, uh, just trying to be uh, relaxed and as um, I tried not to get too stressed about things. But, yeah, it was this year unlike any other and hopefully never to be repeated again.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of um, broadcasters um, doing the sports stuff and hockey specifically. And, you know, you talk to them and um, they, they've they almost had to change up how they broadcast games is, is the feedback that I would get. Have you learned anything about yourself and, and especially, you know, from broadcasting from your home? that you're able to incorporate in now the live events?
1: I sort of went back to my roots um, because when you are, you know, learning the trade of broadcasting, there are simple tricks and techniques with microphone positioning and not having a production crew to rely on. So I needed to, Put on my, you know, because I was back, I started in radio back in the days when we were chopping tape, trying yeah. to make spots, you know, yep. and now it's all digital and it's so easy to edit. It really is. Um, and, and, but in terms of where it was very difficult for me, I'll tell you, was when we did New Japan Strong, hmm. because that was weird, Announcing well, and well, and well, and well, live re- live to tape wrestling with no audience. Yeah. And I felt like my voice was distracting to the wrestlers. Hmm. And I listened to the first set of shows and I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. We sound like we're at a golf match. So I really I talked to Kozlov and I was like, listen, we have to be loud. We have to be. Energized. We have to be engaged, and if we distract the boys, then too bad. And then I had to, I had to uh, miss a taping because uh, you know I had some personal stuff going on. I couldn't be there, and all the boys were like, "Oh man, it was so weird not having you here because we were used to your voice." <laughs> Feeding <laughs> so, off oh, yeah. it, it, it gave them some to feed off of. You know, they like, shout up Kevin Kelly, you know, or whatever. Uh, and then they knew that as my voice got heightened, um, they were doing good. And then after a while, they said it, it just they got into the match and they were they blocked it out. But, yeah, it's very, very weird. Like as as we record this, I'm getting ready for the Tokyo Dome in a few days. And I'm just wondering what that is go- going to sound like uh, being in the building, uh, that cavernous building with a lot fewer fans than we've had and i just don't know what it's going to sound like but we will make it sound like there are forty thousand in there once again
2: kevin you brought up strong there i just want to touch on that briefly what have been some of your your favorite moments for strong this year and are there any changes that you'd like to see moving forward for that show
1: Well, well there's been a lot of really uh good moments and I think that the sort of the emergence of people who were kind of off of the wrestling radar or had never seen a national or a global audience before is one of the best things Um, that, you know, Fred Rosser, for example, who I'd known for 20 years and, but fans were like, oh yeah, Darren Young. I wonder what happened to that guy. And, you know, he's been great. And the local you know, California guys who stepped up and at first were like fish out of water, but then kind of settled in and figured it out and stepped up their game. And, um, I, and the, what would I like to see in it? Um, I think the idea of episodic television is, is the only thing That strong for me as a fan is lacking that there isn't that. Oh my God, this happened this week. So therefore we have to see what happened next week. Um, I like that in wrestling. Not every show does it, but it's I'm a throwback to a, a, you know, a bygone era, but I think that, that we can do some of that and strong. And it started to sort of evolve into that. I think as the, weeks went on, you know, I thought like the, the Kenta chase for the briefcase, you know, and those pursuing him was a very, very interesting, uh, episodic element, but I'd like to see more of it.
3: Yeah. We're on the same page, Kevin. I I think that's a great opportunity for that company just to have that type of television program, um, where, yeah, you want to tune in every single week. If, if, if I were to ask you, to describe New Japan's 2020 in maybe a word or two. I'll give you the leverage of two. What would that be?
1: Uh, wow. Uh, two words to describe New Japan in 2020. Uh, everything unpredictable. There wasn't anything that felt the same from the rise of Yoshihashi to the inclusion of junior heavyweights in the New Japan Cup to the the physical decline of Tanahashi. Um, There wasn't anything, you know, and then the fans and, and not being able to make noise. It just was, it was an odd year. Um, and really I mean, making the best of a bad situation, I think they did very well. And I don't think that I, I don't, I, I, for example, like if we talk about the G1 for a moment, I felt like the lack of crowd and the lack of crowd intensity forced the guys to wrestle a little bit more, which to me made the tournament better. It because there was much more wrestling in it. And I felt like it set the stage for where we were at the end. If Naito could out wrestle his opponent, if they could somehow thwart evil and Kenta from blatant interference, um, then he might advance to be the you know the champion winning the thing for the first time in 20 years. And was anybody gonna stop J.Y.? Well, it turned out to be Ishii. And did we, you know, get the, the, the winner that most fans wanted to see? Yeah, I think we did. But there was very little else that was predictable.
3: Right. Is What would you say to a, uh, maybe not uh, any, any type of fan, hardcore, a, a, a person who maybe just parachutes in for the big shows, uh, to the people who maybe a little bit, mm, I don't know, disappointed. I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is in in 2020. Do you do, I guess the question is do, do you give New Japan a bit of a pass in this year in 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 the direction that they went in?
1: I think it's just like every other pro league, Damon. My fandom for baseball has was was waning because of the the style of play and I just, I could not get into this year at all. I got into a little bit of football um, cause I felt like that just had more of a sameness about it. But no, I think everything is, I think everything is open for discussion. And if fans weren't happy with this year, join the club. But it wasn't New Japan's fault. I think it was the circumstances. The fact that they were able to run shows was, you know, because of cooperation with the government and having to follow directions from what they said, and the restrictions on fans making noise, but clapping and stomping their feet, of course, you know, they could do that, but it just, it affected everything, and it made it a less enjoyable watch than ever before, but it I think it leaned on, you know, the announcing more because we had to tell more stories. We had to, I can't lay out for the crowd because the crowd is not making any noise. Right. So I got to fill, I got to fill more content, especially if I was doing the shows by myself and some of those shows, Cork and hall, <laughs> man, when, those, when there was, you know, there's 500 people in the building and they're not making any noise. It's like, wow, I've really got into, get into story mode, but it, it kind of got me back to my roots. Like I was saying before, like I needed to describe who these guys were and why they're doing this. And young lions, like Gabe kid who got the opportunity to just stay in Japan. And because of it, he got to be in a new Japan cup and compete the whole year. Uh, whereas he would have been just stranded in England doing nothing. So there was a lot of those little neat stories. And, and, you know, we were able to, Gino and I were able to get in and dig in on, the slight of Ishimori never being in main events, even though he's the junior heavyweight champion and Hiromu was dominating the main event scene because he's the biggest star and, and who's more important. Um, and, and it was it was a lot of that, you know, it was uh, it was story time with KK, which which, you know, I hope wasn't too bad for the fans.
2: You mentioned Gabriel Kidd there, who is definitely someone who's made the most of their opportunities this year. Can you name any other wrestlers who you think have made uh, the most of their 2020? Who do you think has thrived this year?
1: Well, I mean, you can't say, uh, you know, most improved would have to be Yoshihashi, which, of all things, in you know, in, in the year of 2020, where everything else went to crap, uh, he wound up having a, an injury free. Uh, successful year when it looked like his year was going to come to an end with a knee injury at the, you know, in the second round of the new Japan cup. Um, he was a pleasant surprise. Um, I felt like Hanare uh, did great in world tag league. And I want to see more from him. Um, I'm, I'm super impressed with the physical makeup of the empire. I'd like to see, Great O'Khan, get into second gear a little bit more, but you know Jeff Cobb I thought looked awesome, and uh, you know Osprey is a heat machine, um, you know, and I, I, Okada taking a step back I think certainly didn't help matters. You know Okada had a a very mild year, and Tanahashi was is uh, is not the same ace anymore. So when You know, two of your biggest stars are not in prominent roles. And, you know, one of those prominent roles is taken over by evil, which, you know, I'm sure that fans have very strong opinions about that. In fact, I know they do. Um, The constant outside interference is it's a detriment. And I think that that's one of those things that, like, even though he took a more prominent role. It wasn't, uh, it, it may not have been the most advantageous. And you can't say, you know, was the match of the year of 2020? Was it Hiromu and Desperado? It certainly would, you know, get, get a lot of votes, I would think. So uh, there was a lot of guys that did step up and made the most of the opportunities. A lot more, a lot of shellos without a lot of guys. And if you think about it, there weren't, any, you know, there were hardly any like eight mans you know six eight minute matches there were guys who were putting some time in and everybody worked hard you know you see zach and taichi and how far they came and how much we got to see out of them i was i was super impressed with them as a team
2: yeah so i think it's fair to say after everything you've mentioned that it's been uh, a mixed bag a controversial year what have been some of your uh, highlights and lowlights, to be fair, of 2020 in New Japan. So some things you loved and, and stuff you hated as well.
1: I loved I, anything with Yano I loved this year. Uh, I just thought all of his stuff was was super creative. It didn't overstay its welcome. It was funny. And it gave fans a laugh in a year where they needed it. Um, if I've seen, I've, I've seen enough of Dick Togo to go a long way. And trust me, I'd, I'd rather see him just wrestle than constantly interfering in matches. Um, I think it's to the detriment of evil. I think it's to the detriment of the overall product and presentation. And the thought of him winning the G1, I was like, oh, I, I can't even stomach it because it's just, it was just too much. Um, but I, there was much more good than bad. And I felt like everybody that was in, trust me, nobody could slack because everybody, I th- they, and I noticed too, like everybody, especially coming back after quarantine and, and, and the shutdown, everybody really was in very good shape and guys got into better shape as the year went along. So I'm, I'm super impressed with that because, uh, you know, I'm just working off my quarantine weight here from being home when I'm in Japan. I've, I've already Dropped a few pounds because I was real, like, realizing, geez, all I do all day is eat candy. I've got to stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on. Uh, everybody's making me feel bad with all this weight loss. I, I think I found everybody's weight, to be quite honest
1: with you. You're trapped at home. You're stuck at home. Yeah. What are we going to do? There isn't anything to do. And, the, and what's available is like, oh, I could go for a walk outside. No, I'm going to sit and eat candy and watch Netflix. Leave me alone.
3: Kevin, yeah, let's switch gears. We have, a, okay. we have we have two big dome shows right around the corner, and we're all excited. And 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 even though it will be different, uh, it is Wrestle Kingdom, and I, I think we all can agree it's it's a great two nights of pro wrestling. And then even with New Year Dash after, it's always a fun show. Are are you surprised that we have a second consecutive year of double gold headlining these dome shows?
1: I'm not because it was sort of, uh, you know, it's a it's a situation where uh, with two nights and, you know, both titles being defended. If they split the titles, here's here's where they are now. If how do you split the titles? It was easy to marry them together, but it's difficult to split them apart. Because a champion has to say. I only want to defend one against you. And that's like, well, duh, you know, who's going to, who's going to win that one? Obviously it's a, it's a method to split the belts. Um, When you have a unified champion in boxing, for example, the unification is between two sanctioning bodies. So if you don't fight the number one contender of one sanctioning body, you get stripped of that belt. Then they have an inter, you know, an interim champion, or they have a, a, a basically a number one contenders match to crown a new champion. Here, it's the same promotional body, so there's no way to split them. And I think that the way that it's done with Jay White sitting back and waiting for Naito and Ibushi to destroy each other on night one, and for him to have a certainly easier road than e- either of those two to, to come out as double champion, I think is a, is a very intriguing situation. Um, you know, and the hope is will good triumph over evil at, uh, at, uh,
3: night two we- that's, that's really what it's all about. What are you most excited to call? I mean, this lineup feels, uh, uh, again, for lack of a better term, different. Um, I mean, you have Tanahashi, who once again is going to help out a guy who, you know, his first Wrestle Kingdom main event singles match. Um, you have Osprey and Okada. You have uh, Hiromo with um, two matches. We'll, we'll assume we'll assume two matches. <laughs> um, what what are you most excited for? The match that I'm
1: that I would want to watch as a fan is Shingo and Jeff Cobb.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: like that's the one that I keep gravitating toward. Like I'd love them in the G one. And now I I'm just taken aback with how impressive Jeff Cobb is. And all he needed to do was to quit being such a nice guy for him to really kick it into the next gear. Um, I think obviously uh, Naito and Ibushi night one has all of my attention and thoughts, um, and and then I also, I, you know, I'm I'm interested in the um, night two scenario with the junior title and how Ishimori handles that. And obviously, you know, many are expecting it to be Hiromu. Um, we'll wait to see, but. I think that this is a, a good opportunity for Ishimori at the end to prove his dominance. And if he comes out on top, he could say he beat, you know, the guy who either beat the Super J-Cup winner or the Best of Super Junior winner and successfully defended the title against that winner. So uh, I'm interested in that. Um, and I think that in in all, it, I kind of felt like, the start of the a better and brighter 2021 hopefully is with a happy ending at the end of Tokyo Dome. And if we get Naito or Ibushi, you know, on top and they overcome Jay White, I'm I'm interested in that. Did you guys notice on the the last of the Korakan shows at the end of the year, did you notice that look that Naito shot at Ibushi? And Naito jumped out of the ring and he had like a glare on his face. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm expecting that match to be different than their others.
3: Throw me a, throw me a prediction. Give me, I mean, throughout the year, we've talked a lot about bullet club and maybe some, uh, a civil war there or, uh, Okada finally finding his groove back as we, as we used to used to talk about Goto. Uh, uh, give me, give me a, give me a prediction. Uh, at the end of night two, we're going into dash. Give me, give me, uh, give me something juicy that you think comes out of these dome shows. I think that
1: there is going to be a come to Jesus moment between Jay White and evil. And I have a feeling that Jay White may be on the wrong end of that one. I don't know if it's at the end of night two, it may happen at dash. I don't know. I just think, I think something's brewing it. I just don't, there's been a lot of chatter.
3: Is that, is that a pastrami sandwich? Is that what you're trying to give?
1: (laughs) I'm just, I'm giving you like just something that's in my gut because like even Fantasma, I did an interview with him. That's hopefully going to be up on world in the coming days and even he said something that was sort of, like he said if, if it's him and Ishimori he's going full out because, and he knows Ishimori will too, but he knows he's better than Ishimori, Ishimori he's the star he's not surprised that Hiromu got seven main events because Ishimori isn't a star Ishimori's a great wrestler and he's a physical freak, but he's not a star, Hiromu is a star, Fantasmo is a bigger star and Phantasma wants to take a more prominent role within Bullet Club. Okay, at the sacrifice of whom? What about all for one and one for all? And where does evil stand in all of that? Evil gets... Evil, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, playing for... Playing in the... Uh, it was like Oklahoma and Florida in the, in the bowl game. They, Florida didn't even care. They showed up and did nothing. It was... Because evil and sonata are Sonata's playing for everything. Evil's really not playing for anything, you know, and he never really wronged Sonata. But this is Sonata's chance to beat a double champion and to be the runner up the G1 and to put himself in title contention for for next year. If if evil wins, okay, he beat Sonata. He didn't really beat that upper echelon guy. And it gets revenge for what happened in the G one, but I think that there is—I I just feel like there's something brewing. That if Jay doesn't—if doesn't come through and win, that somebody's going to look to seize power. Right, and yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. Problem's I, yeah. Like if you and Joel had a had a a, a civil war. You know, I think everybody would be anti – I think everybody would just uh, look to whip you, Damon.
3: <laughs> no, there's no doubt about that. I, you know what? Joel, Joel handles a lot of the – a lot. All of the online stuff. So, you know, he gets his hands dirty with, with, with the people.
2: You mean uh, I wind people up on Twitter, basically.
3: That's exactly what I mean. Yes, correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think everybody would – you know, goes, oh, he's got the baby and he's so cute with his English accent and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I think everybody would – it immediately turn on they okay. would turn on
3: it's hurtful but it's true
2: <laughs> Yeah, well that's what the focus groups have told me so that, that's what I'm sticking <laughs> with um, okay well, moving past Wrestle Kingdom then which uh, wrestlers do you think are going to make the biggest impact in 2021 and have you got any other bold predictions for the, uh, the coming year ahead
1: I think a lot of it depends on the quarantine situation within Japan um I think, and, and also too, you know, like how many tickets are New Japan events able to be sold? You know, how many people are allowed in that? If, if we can get back more closer to a hundred percent, then I think there will be, uh, bigger cards and more opportunities for, uh, foreigners to come in on a, on a more regular basis, um, I would think if I had to say somebody who could break out, um, Hmm. You know, how long in new Japan does Shingo have to keep having the best, most entertaining physical matches before he's not in a higher spot? Mm -hmm. I think like his time to jump up to that next tier, like, the sexy early G one winner pick for me would be Shingo. As somebody who's ready to break into that next level to go from the middle to the top of the card, I would probably say him. Um, but I think that, and and even somebody like it really. God, it just depends on 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 this whole quarantine situation because. You would say Phantasma would be more of a a standout within the junior division, and certainly could could do a lot more. But I'm I'm not really I'm not sure what what the future holds with that. So I would say out of the Japanese guys, Dingo is my pick to burst out in in 2021.
2: And talking about the promotion as a whole, Kevin. um I mean, let's say you are handed control of the company. How do you think New Japan should be looking to improve, if they can, in 2021? Well, the
1: first question I'm gonna ask is, who can I bring into the country? And how often can I bring them in? And are they required to quarantine for 14 days beforehand? Um, Not that that's a deal breaker on anything. It's just a, a big inconvenience to have guys shelter in place basically for two weeks and not be active, not be able to do anything. Um, I would say I would, I would not uh, let's go this way. What, you know, a lot of people are talking about, Oh, should, should new Japan work with AEW or with impact? I would say, no, not at this time because there's a lot of things that, are unsettled, and I think that once we get clarity on all of the global situation, then we could probably move forward maybe in the next year, maybe in 22 or beyond. We're also looking at another year coming up with the G1 move to the fall, because the Olympics is rescheduled, so therefore it will take place in, in August, and, and then that means the G1's in the fall again. okay. So what are we going to do in the middle part of the year? How are we going to make it entertaining for the fans? And I would say let's, um, and, and let's also, too, depending on the situation in the U.S., let's bring some New Japan stars over for New Japan Strong and have some more star power on that and incorporate highlights from the big events. One of the things that's missing from Strong is hey, here are highlights of the most recently completed G1 Climax tournament. Here are, you know, here's where we are in the in the standings of this Best of Super Junior tournament or whatever. Let's bring a little bit more of, of the intertwining of the two. And what else would I do? Uh, I've had the idea for a while that Milano and I should do uh, – Pre-game shows or pre-event shows where he's speaking Japanese, I'm speaking English, but you know, we understand the questions that are being asked and therefore it's sort of like a symbiotic relationship as opposed to over there is the Japanese right. dance team. And we're here. I think it would sort of meld the two together.
3: All right. We're going to put the super J branded gun to your head. Um, uh, yeah. Do you think we'll have an MSG show in 2021? No. How about a big show in London? I would say no. Yeah. Because we're looking at
1: two epicenters of COVID COVID and restrictive governments. You know, if we're looking California, the same thing. Um. It, you look at where where New Japan has could potentially do well in the U.S. and draw big crowds. California, New York, Chicago. And all three of those states are very restrictive with sporting events and with attendance. And until that changes, I would say no. Uh, but if, you know, again, if the Case counts go down and and whether it's through the vaccine or just the the, uh, the the disease itself wanes, I'm not sure how, but whatever however we can get there until we are in a a situation where we can fill a building and everybody you know doing it safely with fan confidence too, because it's not just, oh well, the government says it's okay now all of you are expected to buy tickets. People are going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not so sure about that. Right. Uh, so I would say probably not this year. Maybe maybe 22.
3: 22, okay. Uh, will you be bringing back any strong zeros for me that I will uh, – uh, uh, <laughs> well, that yep, – yes or no, Kevin? We need uh, an answer. Uh, well, yes. How about that? Whoa! Oh, now we're talking. All right. All right, this is the last one for me. And, and again, kind of from the radio background, we, we both share a very similar background. Uh, talk to me about Chris and Gino and how, did, and again, maybe not things that a person watching or listening might easily pick up on, but how have they improved and how have you guys improved as a team on your broadcasts?
1: Once we had a more defined role for both Chris and Gino slash Rocky, then it worked better because Chris didn't feel like he needed to talk. And he also isn't, it's, it's easier to navigate. So while I'm sitting at ringside, I'm also producing the commentary. Mm -hmm. And I'm bringing Chris in with a wave, or I'm putting the brakes on with the hand signal stop, uh, or speed it up quick, 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 you know. Uh, Same with Rocky, same with Gino. And that they've improved a great deal because they have no ego and they listen very well. And they understand because then I talk to them Usually before the show, I go, okay, so you remember what we did last night. You remember what we did last time we were together and try to button up that story at this juncture. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. With Gino, it's be confident in yourself. Say it. Cause he's got a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd rather him try jokes that fail than for him to go. I didn't want to say that. Oh, you should (laughs) have, it was funny. It was a funny line. So, uh, I, I think that. Plus, I just love the the mix of our voices. If you have three guys that all sound the same, it's terrible. But Gino's got that. Uh, who was the guy? I can't remember his name. He was also Australian. Michael. He did. He did, uh, he did MMA. He did. Uh,
3: Lance? Not no. Um, uh. She. Come on, it started try. with an S. Anyway. Yeah. But Gino
1: had that sort of element with that brassy voice and that deep tone. And, and then Chris with his very high-pitched, nasally, terrible voice, right? It's terrible. But it works. It works because he's supposed to sound like that. A guy that's spilling out that much knowledge shouldn't sound great. He shouldn't sound like a trained announcer. Because he's a historian. He's a writer. And, and that's why it works. So my voice different than Gino's. Gino's different than Chris's. Chris's different than everybody's. And it just works. And, with, and when Rocky's in the mix, the more wrestling that we have, the more wrestling he can dissect and he can explain. I felt like this G1 was by far his best because we had so much wrestling and he's really getting into the holds and how they work and why they work. And oh, my God. It was brilliant. So I the the strengths of the product work to the strengths of the team. And I'm just there to keep the boat in the water and to fill in the gaps and to pull in, you know, Gino at the right time, pull in Chris at the right time, uh keep the boat going straight, call the false finishes, you know, foreshadow, reset, call the finish. It's you know, that's that's how you do it. But there isn't a producer in our ear telling us to do that. It's me at ringside with hand signals.
2: Well, we're very much looking forward to hearing the three of you back again on January 4th. So Kevin, thank you once again for taking the time to chat with us. It's been wonderful as always. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we say goodbye?
1: Well, I did have a very good, a uh, very Japanese dinner tonight featuring uh Takayaki. Uh, takoyaki, Mm-mm. and shrimp doria oh. so i was very excited about that <laughs> and in terms of plugs uh i would like to invite everybody to uh follow me on twitter at uh real kevin kelly and we're going to give uh brodie lee a, a shout out uh on the fourth and we're gonna we're kind of dedicating our our broadcast of of wrestle kingdom to him and to his family i felt like um, The way AEW handled that was brilliant. And, you know, it's something that I know fans around the world are, it kind of took their breath away and rightfully so. And we're, we're all in this together. And this is, you know, hopefully the start of a much, much better year for all of us.
3: Kevin, absolute pleasure. We always love having you on. Um, We look forward to it every year. Uh, Our listeners, Bombarded us <laughs> with Where is, is this happening uh, So I'm glad we, we were able to make it happen It is always a joy and a pleasure We wish I, you the best in 2020 Thank you um, I'm, I'm going to
1: be sad you. by the way not seeing you Out front of the dome
3: I'm going <laughs> to be very sad I, I, I'm, I, I've already um, ha- Shed a tear once or twice so Let's put it that way yeah. So uh, We'll miss you but we'll be back better than ever And uh, again first one's on me
1: Alright happy new year everybody thank you thanks Kev uh,
2: let's leave it there and do the plugs uh, Voices of Wrestling end of year NJPW 2020 yearbook I have tweeted the link to that so you can find that on the Twitter page at the Super dot redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast if you want to throw some money our way uh, get your votes in for our year end awards we'll be closing that one shortly so if you haven't done so make sure you do it ASAP uh, Discord link is also on the Twitter page uh, if you want to join in. That's always good fun, especially if you're Wrestle Kingdom. If you're staying up late and you've got no one to chat to, our Discord uh, live events channel is always fun for watching live shows. So that's going to be a must for watching Wrestle Kingdom. I expect I will be there as well. At um, Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCost if you want to get one of our excellent t-shirts and massive thanks as always to editor Dan who is on Twitter at lousyhero219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review and some kind words on iTunes thank you everyone for listening happy new year thanks for sticking with us enjoy Wrestle Kingdom and goodbye